Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bite Sized Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. And I'm really excited to be here today with Chris Free from Chromatic, uh, the described agency for agencies. Chris, thanks for joining us. Great to see you. Appreciate yeah. your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, I want to tee this up that we're going to dig into something that whatever listeners are listening, it might be a sensitive topic. We're going to mm-hmm. you know, dig into some mental health stuff. It's apropos. Yesterday was World Mental Health Awareness Day. This month is Suicide Prevention Month. Chris and I got to know each other in a really vulnerable conversation that I'm getting kind of some chills thinking about. Um, so I just wanted to kind of disclaimer that to anybody listening. Um, you know, there's there's going to be some vulnerability kicked out here before we dig into that agency for agencies chromatic mm-hmm. what does that what does that mean for you guys what's the agency all about you're an accidental owner how did how did that happen before we dig into the yeah stuff? i'll start in chronological order you asked about the agency mm-hmm. so um we've been in uh digital agency for i think 15 years now i'm really bad mm-hmm. at dates and stuff like that but it's it's almost 15 or just past 15 somewhere in there um and i've been an owner for probably about 14 of those years and when i started like the cms game was just kind of taken root, WordPress was taken off and Drupal was taken off. And I had had an internship at, at another agency during college um, where I was doing a ton of Drupal work and learning Drupal. Uh, so when we started trying to build this agency out, uh, Drupal was just the, t- the, like, the closest tool we could reach for. And so we ended up becoming experts in Drupal and WordPress, have built an entire agency around that completely remotely, employees spread out all over the world. And because we've been sort of laser focused on CMS is particularly Drupal. We've ended up working on lots of big websites with lots of content on things like for Outside Magazine or Martha Stewart or Shape.com, Parents.com, a lot in publishing. And we ended up, we just kept getting better and better at Drupal. And so that's kind of Drupal and WordPress have been our, our bread and butter. Uh, through all of that work, we've developed relationships with other agencies, um, other marketing agencies in particular, who um, maybe solve the same problem over and over again and have development partners that you know, frankly, shit the bed every now and again, or just don't do a great job. And we realized that we're really good at, at being complementary service-wise to other firms or other organizations that maybe just need technical assistance or just mm-hmm. good, really good execution. Uh, so we've started to focus on that and it's been fantastic because, you know, another, you know, take a, take a, one of our clients is in the healthcare marketing space. And so they provide all the healthcare materials to like major fortune 500, fortune 100 companies. And there's mm-hmm. always a website component to that, but they're a marketing agency. And so right. um, we just have become sort of their in-house, but out of house team. And we just execute on everything they need. We've built them a platform, lets them roll out websites for their clients super fast, efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a kind of a solved problem for them. Uh, and that's our zone of genius is, is technical architecture, repeatability, my content migrations, all that kind of stuff. And so we just realized this is a really good spot for us. We love, we just have a partnership and they just show up with work and we can go crush it and execute on it and delight them. Uh, so we've kind of started to narrow our focus a little bit to try to capture more of that. Any other agency out there, agencies out there who have dev partners who continue to drop the ball or 
hairy problem that needs solving something complex or a platform that needs building, that, that's you should talk to us. <laughs> that's our game. Awesome. Dig that. Now, yeah, I mean, and listen, every agency owner in the world listens to this podcast. So there's your audience. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, so everybody listens. We know that. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. So are you still doing direct to client work or is it you're just yeah. trying to shifting focus to? Yeah, we're still, primarily... I, you know, we're probably still 60, 70% direct with clients. Uh, okay. And I don't see any future where we don't do that. The agency side is just kind of where we're focusing our marketing and we'd love, we'd love to go to a place where we don't have to do direct client, but I don't know. I don't see that happening in the short term. It's just, we love working with other agencies. We feel like when we are, our skills are complementary to theirs, it's, it's like yeah. a real nice dish. Yeah. It sounds like you um, found the groove there, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You asked about um, how I got in the agency space. I think I covered it a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. totally accidental. I was just trying to hustle and freelance and a, a friend of mine uh, from university had started this agency and, he was more on the business development side. He wasn't really keen on the execution side. And I was super keen on the execution side. So we kind of partnered up and I don't know, it took like six months before I was like, I should just quit my job and go full time with these folks. Uh, and then after maybe six more months, he was like, I should probably just give you some ownership. You're like really driving this thing forward. Uh, and that's how it started. Um, and now I've got two other business partners. We ended up buying the founder out some years ago. Uh, and so got three partners now. We're equal share. And I'm sure we'll talk more about our relationships and, and all the bits there. Yeah. But. So three partners bought out the founder, fast forward, you find yourself in a dark place, running an agency, new family. What was the timeline there? Like a lot of people will spend years in that spot and yeah. not kick themselves out of it. Like, how did you discover where you were? And I, and I, I want yeah. to jump into it because. Well, I'll just say, you know, what the, the timing of you reaching out and, and uh, just where I was, was. Uh, you know, I felt like I was coming out of a fog and I was like eager to share with somebody and you were a great listener. So, you know, sent from the universe perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really appreciative of that. And so the analogy, like slow boiling frogs, like sort of deal, that's what happened. Okay. It felt like it was just a long time coming when I finally looked up and realized, man, I'm absolutely miserable. I feel like every day is a grind. I'm getting crushed the type of person that I am, I've always just been like a grinder. You know, I, I grew mm -hmm. up and didn't have a lot. My parents worked their butts off and sacrificed everything for us, but we struggled. Um, we struggled a lot. And so from an early age, I was always anxious, always trying to figure out how do I make sure I keep everything together, keep up appearances, just work hard. If I work hard, the results will come And And that worked. That was, that's been my adaptation and that's worked great. It's got me as far as I've gotten. Um, mm -hmm. but it is also the same thing that was going to destroy me, you know, yeah. as when, uh, the agency was doing great and popping off and there was no reason to be in, still in a survival mindset. I was, that's just deep in me. And so I was always just grinding myself to a pulp, very controlling. I, everything had to be perfect. Any flaw in the agency was a flaw in me is the way I saw it. And, uh, you know, I got to a point where I just wasn't me anymore. I just felt, I didn't feel connected to myself I had, I had started some therapy and one of the first questions the therapist asked was like, you know, what's your relationship with yourself like? And I was like, what in the world are you even talking about? Like mm. my relationship is with my business and with my partners and trying to keep my employees happy. And, and like, it, I didn't even realize as I was saying it, and <laughs> I'm sure he got a chuckle out of it. Like, oh, we're gonna have some work to do here. Uh, yeah. So years and years of therapy um, have really helped me see like, man, I was in a super, super dark place, miserable not performing the way I needed to be focusing on all the negative, having a really hard time when the times got tough during COVID, you know, that was like a force multiplier for how I was feeling. Uh, and we survived. We did great. We didn't lay anyone off. 
In fact, we increased everyone's benefits and, you know, but we, as a leadership team, we're in a survival mindset and not in a thriving mindset. And so mm-hmm. even as the agency has recovered and, and we've uh, starting to thrive again and a lot of opportunities in front of us, I couldn't let that go. I just felt like we're still drowning. Like we got to bail water. Mm-hmm. We still got to get out of here. And I think as a leadership team, we are all just kind of reaching burnout. It's difficult, really difficult. A couple of years, you know, it's a remote agency. We try really hard to promote work-life balance and 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 create a culture of like sharing and vulnerability and all that stuff. Uh, and that's true. I just wasn't participating anymore. Um, Has that been the, the culture for the agency even before those things became popular buzzwords through pandemic? Like pre-pandemic, yeah. you guys were like, okay, so- yeah. So, yeah, but, but you weren't drinking that Kool-Aid. You were pushing it to everybody else, but you weren't really. Yeah, I wasn't taking care of me. At, at the leadership level, we weren't really taking care of each other. We were just trying to take yeah. care of all the employees. Um, and like, that's that's really, uh, that's great. I'm glad. I, I probably wouldn't change anything going back mm-hmm. or, or not. I wouldn't drastically change anything because I'm proud of how we've um, invested in our employees. You know, now we're doing a four-day work week. We've been doing that. We did a summer Fridays experiment last year and it just rolled. That was a half-day Friday and we just rolled, mm-hmm. did it the whole year. This year, yeah. starting Memorial Day, we went to a full four-day work week. And that's not four tens, that's four eights. Um, yeah, good. And uh, that's been great. But like my Fridays, I was still mad stressed and still working and doing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just get into a place where I was uh, totally unhealthy. And it started to manifest physically for me, like super high blood pressure, having a really hard time controlling my breath. I just always felt like I was in danger. Yeah, I got to a point um, where I decided I can't can't do this anymore. I need to take a step back. And so I stepped down as CEO seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago or something. And I'm still mm-hmm. sort of grieving that loss, but it's the right call for me as a person. Uh, and luckily I've got two great business partners. You know, we've got a new plan. My business partner, Dave, taking over as CEO. I'm going to slide into the president role and, and focus primarily on business development. For me, it's an opportunity for me to take a deep breath, take a step back, still be an owner in this thing, still I can affect change and and set the trajectory, help set the trajectory of the organization, but maybe not own all of it. I think I need to I need to let a lot of what I was trying to own and control go and mm-hmm. let somebody else do it. And also just we're maturing as an organization, being very explicit about what does it mean to be president? What does it mean to be CEO? Yeah. We that was stuff that we were just hustling, thriving, and right. just, you know, never really got mature enough to say this person in this seat does this role, I think what made things so hard for me was that it was very nebulous. Like, what is my role here? I felt like I was mm-hmm. helping steer culture, uh, set the vision for the business, execute on that vision, uh, move the chess pieces around. Um, but there was a lot of consensus gathering and, you know, we've got three partners and a, now a five person leadership team. And, and there's a lot that was unsaid. I think we kind of had the bones of it, but it was not explicit. And that made it really hard for me personally to decide, have I done enough today? So I never felt like I'd done enough. I never felt like I was executing. Yeah. I didn't really know what exactly does this organization need from me or what are they expecting of me? So I try to do everything. Yeah. When you realized, Hey, I'm in this spot. I need to hit the brakes. I need to take some time out therapy, you know, the gym, like whatever it is for you, for your mental health, have you started to see some rebound? Have you seen some alleviation? 100%. I know a lot of leaders take on everything like you're describing. And one of the biggest challenges that I see in leadership is the ability to let go and delegate. How does that play a role in you being able to kind of rebound yourself and bring more to the table with a better version of Chris? Yeah, I can, what I can say for sure is that 
just stepping back and, and, and trying to let go, even though I'm still a little got my hands on the steering wheel, like I'm yeah. having a hard time with it. I do feel like I'm starting to come back to me and I'm being a lot more intentional about the, the even the dialogue I'm having inside my head. And I will say 100% therapy has been one of the most important, impactful changes I've made in my life in the last couple of years. Yeah. I, I, it probably saved my life yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. And I, not that I have ever had thoughts of doing anything crazy or anything like that, but, you know, working with this new therapist over the last year or so, uh, she was like, you're going to kill yourself because you're going to work yourself to death. You've got super high blood pressure. This is chronic. You have chronic stress. Like these things are adding, you know, you're about to enter your forties. You've got to get a hold of this or it will, yeah. it will kill you. Um, and so, yeah, I just a, a total advocate for, if any of this is resonating with anyone on the other end, go seek some help. There are so many good people out there who will help you. And man, just getting it all out, talking about it has exposed so much to me that I otherwise would not have found or understood yeah. about me or the way I relate to my coworkers or my work or my self-worth. All that stuff is all because I've invested in learning about me and what makes me tick and in hearing from somebody else who's an expert in this type of thing. It's been transformative for me. And like, I'm, yeah. I'm hyped for what's the next decade going to look like, you know? Yeah. How has the work you've done on you translated into, you know, the openness that you bring to the agency, um, you know, mm -hmm. the dialogue you have there, encouraging other people to also talk about where they're at and maybe yeah. you know, getting, getting support for themselves. I want to believe that um, as leaders, the three partners at the agency that we've always been very open, honest, transparent, uh, vulnerable. When we make a mistake, we admit it. I want to believe that's true. I've heard that from current employees, ex-employees, um, mm -hmm. that they've really appreciated that. You know, we've had people stay a long time. Um, so I want to believe that that leadership style has contributed to uh, keeping people around, making them feel safe and heard. And, mm -hmm. and even when times were tough, and sometimes some things are tough right now, like we're cleaning some things up and it's tough. And there's obviously leadership transition and lots of, mm -hmm. of things like that. But no one's bailing ship. Nobody's like throwing up red flags. Like, Hey, Hey, hey what's going on here? Yeah. Like I need, you know, there, everyone is, there's a lot of trust, I think in, in leadership, you know, we've always commuted, uh, conducted ourselves as an agency that like everyone has a voice, everyone on the team gets a one-on-one -on -one with someone in leadership. Um, and so there's so many touch points and opportunities for folks to share what's happening in their personal lives, you know, what's going on with their family, whatever. So I, I want to believe that that culture has, has served us really well. But, you know, that makes me proud. That makes me proud that we've got a culture that we've invested and, in, you know, we just believe in doing the right thing, do good work, do the right thing, do right by people. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been here 15 years. So I want to believe that, that that's at least some part of that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of valuable inspiration there. So, so many agencies that were brick and mortar because of COVID went remote or, you know, during, you know, before around that time. How do we keep culture when everybody's, you know, yeah. on zoom and you know spread out around the globe or whatever and i think that's kind of a bs excuse for laziness on building intentional culture because yeah. there are great examples yourself but hundreds of other agencies that i know that they intentionally build a culture of own openness vulnerability and so you know i commend you guys for you know blazing that also for yourselves yeah. um what do you do to actively uh kind of workshop culture or yeah. you know instill it in people you know you're not hanging things on the walls because there's nothing yeah. to hang on the walls. Yeah. Or no walls well, to hang things on, I should say. Yeah. No, we, um, there, there's a number of things that we've always done 
we do a all hands team call twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. And those calls are basic, basically just round robin. What's going on? Like, Hey, it's Chris. What's up? Uh, here's what's going on in my life. My, my son has figured out how to climb out of his crib. I haven't slept, you know, like this is what's <laughs> going on with me. Uh, yep. This weekend, I'm going to do bop, bop, bop. And, and here, I'm going to pass it to Dave. Now he's going to tell you what's up. Uh, and so, we so just, these are I, personal stuff, not like, hey, client. Yeah, you probably, probably say a little or... bit about what you're working on or if you're stuck on something. But yeah, it's just like, it's like forcing that water cooler sort of situation. And uh, it might sound like cringy, but it, it totally works. And like, yeah. if you have people who are buying into this, totally works. Um, we've got all kinds of other, other ways that we check in with people. We do one-on-ones. We do, we use, um, the know your team tool. Uh, that, that tool is great for bubbling up feedback and asking culture questions and, and it just mm -hmm. kind of set it and forget it. We try to have, be very intentional about on onboarding. We've got a whole process mm -hmm. for that. Let people just do what needs doing. We kind of, there's an open lunch and learn kind of spreadsheet that you can just throw your, throw an idea on that you want to give a presentation on to the whole company and we'll, Everyone will sit down at lunch. We'll buy lunch for everybody. You give the presentation. People can ask, and it can be anything. We did uh, a coworker. She set up a, a presentation karaoke uh, sort of situation where it's you have to give a presentation on slides and a topic that you don't know, and the okay. slides have already been made for you. And it was like I was, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be, this is gonna be rough because I hate karaoke. It was so fun, you know, like it was just like a bunch of crazy, weird slides and you know we're going to talk about this and, and and it just ended up being a great team building thing we're all on zoom it was fantastic but the most important thing that we do and it's the most expensive thing that we do every year we have a team retreat so we bring okay. everybody no matter where they're at in the world we bring them we all get together mm -hmm. we do a state of chromatic we do a little bit of other work stuff but other than that it's just hanging out making meals for each other hanging out nice you know, going to joshua tree or going to a national park and just spending time together and i it is quantifiable the impact that that has. You can see really? it in, Slack, in the number of interactions that happen in Slack post retreat versus the rest of the year. Like they're way, way up. So much more interaction that happens and, and so much trust that is built by being in person. If you're a remote team and you haven't mm -hmm. been around your colleagues in person in a while, that's a problem. Like you got yeah. to, there is so much that is lost in what we're doing right now. So much context, yeah. body language, just the vibe. You got to have all that. Um, and so yeah. we invest in that at least once a year. We try to sprinkle in some conferences throughout the year where we get to see one another. Uh, and that is without question, the most important thing that we do that way. Love that. That's great. Those are great ideas. I don't know the, you know, your team tool. So I'm going to dig into that and, and see that. I'm curious, you know, just talking about where you found yourself and how that impacted what you were bringing to the table for the agency. Did your partners notice it? Did your team notice it? Like, and are they noticing what this kind of rebuild looks like for you and, and the impact it's having on the agency? My partners certainly noticed it because I'm pretty where my emotions on my sleeve kind of guy. I'm sure everyone on the team noticed it. Only a few people really. Did they call you out on it though? Or like, mm. hey, what's going on with you? No, no, no. I think I did a pretty good job of like still showing up and doing my job. And then after work would be when I was in a, it's easy to hide behind the camera, right? Like yeah. I'm not in an office where anybody can see me in, you know, like what's going on with Chris? Like showed up yeah. late today or any, you know, like any, none of that. Uh, yeah. So it's really easy to like show up for a team call and be up and turn that camera off and be down. Um, yeah. And so I doubt, I'm sure that, I'm sure there's people who have um, good instincts for these types of things probably had a, an idea. And I'm sure um, in some of the bigger projects we were trying to wrap up, this year that it probably came out. I can't think of explicit examples, but I'm also 
working through a lot of things. I can say that my business partners knew, um, you know, they know me better than probably, probably as good as my wife. We spend so much time together that I'm sure they knew. Um, and the, the changes that we made at the leadership level, you know, uh, were born of a lot of discussion around all three of us, our mental health and, and burnout and all that. And so we're making changes to make that better. To, to try to optimize for talents that we have and the things that light us up and, and let's make some changes. I'm so thankful that I have yeah. two business partners who are not just business partners, they're brothers, deep, deeper relationship, love. We love each other. Uh, we take care of each other. So I'm sure it was bewildering for them when I was like, Hey, <laughs> things are not right. And I need mm -hmm. to go get right. And I might need to take some time off. And, you know, I think I need to step down and, you know, I haven't shared a lot of this, publicly and the, this will probably come as a surprise to some members of my team but i think it would be good context for everyone that sometimes you just have to pause and yeah and, and build it back up so that's what we're doing and yeah i'm super thankful that i've got two great business partners and, and it wasn't there was no question about whether or not i was going to stay or leave or anything like that it was just like what do we need to do to help you and so yeah we're in the middle of that yeah, I mean, listen, I, I fully admire and I'm grateful for your courage and your bravery to, you know, share about, you know, where you were and where you're going and how you're getting there. It's not something's wrong. There's an abandonment thing. Get out or mm -hmm. I'm out of no. here. It's uh, how do we support each other? And, and that's a culture that you and your partners have built for the agency yeah. of let's support one another and and encourage the openness so that we can help as opposed to uh, something's wrong with that person and then there's a shame involved with i'm not going to share where i'm at or how i feel and i feel like your your twice a week stand-up kind of fosters that of mm -hmm. talk openly where you are what frustrations what challenges and maybe you can spot it in each other before it yeah. gets too late um so i think that that's like a top-down leadership thing that you guys are really yeah. working towards or have already instilled which is great a yeah, lot of agencies I are they're very matter of fact, stick to the book, stick to the business, no emotions. And yeah, that doesn't fly. I don't think very well. Yeah. It's tough. It, you know, especially nowadays where it's so hard to keep good people and there's, mm -hmm. there, it's, it's just really tough to, to, and yeah. so I think the things that we can do, like, you know, we can't compete with Apple salaries or Facebook salaries or anything like that. We know that, but what can we control? We can control this mm -hmm. culture and the things that we invest in and, and the benefits that we can offer. And we, we can try to turn those knobs um, and I, I think it makes, I think it makes a big difference. Um, I will caveat that the, the team call thing was, you know, that's a pretty good example of, you know, some people can, might feel like they have to show up and be happy because normally those are really happy calls. So it, at, mm -hmm. as a person who was having strong <laughs> feelings and feeling anxious and depressed and, and just not in a good place, those calls are really hard for me because I was like, what am I going to be the one who brings everybody down? I can't yeah. be that. I'm a leader at this agency. I'm the one who's got to like help them make themselves a good day. Like I got to pump them up. Yep. Uh, but it, you know, for as long as I was trying to do that, I think it did not serve me well. Um, I would have been better off saying I need to take a sabbatical or I need to, I need to pump the brakes. Chris is going to be gone for a minute. You guys are going to be great. You know, uh, I just, I want to caveat that, that that does not have to be uh, a place of, of like everyone has to be up, but that's what it was for us. And so I felt mm -hmm. like I had to show up that way every time I was on a call with people. And then it, that's a, that's a scary sort of trap to feel as if you're a leader, how, how can I inspire these people? How can I get them? If I'm bringing the company down or if I'm not delivering or, or whatever, is a really, that's a really tough place to be because 
got to show up, right? I've got to be there. That's my, my mindset was like, I can't be down. I can't say that anything's wrong. I've got to, I've got to save this company. I've got to push yeah. us through COVID. I've got to, and in doing so, I just buried myself. Oh, listen, I want to end on that note. Typically, I'm going to jump into some rapid fire. We already blew through our time. So Good. I think, I mean, listen, yeah, if your drug of choice is more work, find a new one, go outside, go for a hike, go for a bike ride, get a dog or a cat or whatever. But yeah. Uh, again, man, I'm, I'm very grateful for your openness, um, your vulnerability, your courage, yeah. any last kind of final thoughts, remarks, inspiration things. No, I would just say, you know, to other agency owners out there, I get it. There's a grind. It's feast or famine in this business. Uh, mm-hmm. just put one foot in front of the other and take care of you and, and, and take care of yours. That's, that's all I can say. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.